I'm Stacy. I'm Jenny. And this is Learning for Life, a homeschool podcast. We are two homeschoolers who use different methods, curriculum, and strategies to make it all work. Our goal is to help parents teach kids how to develop a lifelong love of learning. Welcome back. We are so excited for this. In this episode, we are going to be talking to you about how to homeschool on those bad days. You know the ones we're talking about <laughs> with our friend Katie Wakis from Life in the Mundane. Katie is the creator of Life in the Mundane, which is a YouTube channel that gives you practical advice for real homeschool life. You are going to love this podcast episode if you are looking for ways to help make those days that you don't feel up to homeschooling turn into a win. If you are new here, welcome. Jenny and I are your hosts, and here we discuss all things related to homeschooling and helping you instill a love of learning in your children. You can see all of our resources, including the show notes for this episode, at kidslearningforlife.com. All right, so a little bit about our guest today. Katie Wakis is actually a second-generation homeschool mom, meaning she was homeschooled, so she has a ton of insight. And she has six kids, ranging in ages from 12 to 1, and she has been homeschooling for about seven years. And she has a really wonderful YouTube channel called Life in the Mundane, which I think is just an excellent resource for anyone homeschooling, whether you're a new homeschooler or an old homeschooler. And she just has so much knowledge about homeschooling. I mean, she was raised in it and, you know, she has six kids, so she definitely knows what she's talking about. So let's roll Katie's tape. Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. We are so happy to have you. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. I think this will be really fun. It'll be fun to talk to another homeschool mom and a homeschool YouTuber because that's kind of a niche if there ever was one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the topic that we have on hand, which is like homeschooling through the bad days. So our first question is, what should homeschoolers do if it's just one of those really bad homeschool days? Whether it's the mom not wanting to homeschool and just in a bad mood for whatever reason, tired, hungry, whatever, or the kids are just not cooperating. How should we deal with those days? You know, I'm really big on assessment. And so I think one of the first things we do is we step back. And sometimes that's easier said than done. But we step back and we look at why is this a bad day? Like were the kids out super late last night? Um, is everybody, it's just one of those days where there was doctor's appointments all day. Um, is it that there's heart attitudes going on, um, between either mom or the kids, you know, mm -hmm. they're hangry, <laughs> you know, what, what is the reason we're having a bad day? Because we can't start to address it properly. Um, I am a big proponent that some bad days you just need to take off. Um, but if you are in a homeschool funk and you continue to take days off, it gets harder and harder and harder to get back into it. And so that's why I think it's important to know why we're having a bad day before we um, put a Band-Aid on it and make sure that we're treating it with the right treatment, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a lot of people's fear about taking any sort of break is, oh my gosh, if we take a break, how will I ever get back into that routine again? <laughs> I mean, can you relate to that? Oh, 100%. So all my kids are very, very close in age. And there was sort of a crazy season of life where I felt like we had to take breaks all the time. My, I have kids with special needs. We were having to do several surgeries, medical appointments, things like that. And so um, I went into that season where we had to take so many breaks. 
And then went from that into a season where I was afraid to take a break because I was afraid we would backslide or I felt like we were behind. And I think really truthfully, there's a happy medium between that. Um, we need to allow ourselves to take a break. We don't need to stress. Um, and also like one of the things we'll talk about today is like, how can we take a break without taking a full break? Um, and how can we just switch up the learning to make it something that um, everybody can enjoy and can still learn from, but maybe just switch up the norm. Um, so I think, you know, we just have to give ourselves grace mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and just keep track again of why we're having bad days and also looking at how often are bad days coming? Because if you're having a bad day three days a week, you know, there may be an issue here more serious. Maybe we need to switch out curriculum. Maybe we need to look at scheduling. Maybe we need to look, you know, at many different factors in that. But if we're just having a bad day every once in a while, we can afford to take those days off or to take those and um, kind of adapt our day, so to speak. I love how you mentioned that because I think some people, hopefully people have caught on by now that all homeschoolers have bad days. I mean, you know, even if you're in the public school setting, teachers have bad days or classes have bad days and they happen. But being able to take a step back and just assess why. Um, I love how you mentioned hangry because that's like the first thing my brain goes to. I'm like, "Um, what time is it? Is it time for lunch? Um, So that's just really, really cool. Yeah. And something else I wanted to talk to you about, which we're getting into now is why do you think bad days happen and how can we avoid them? You just mentioned a few things like, you know, switching up schedules or routines or the curriculum you use or whatever, but are there any other patterns that you have noticed or you're familiar with? Yes, definitely. Um, like I said, especially maybe it's just because I have kids with special needs, but I think it's really true of all children. Like they're creatures of habit, right? They do well with structure and routine. And if you're going through a particularly tough season, uh, maybe you're moving, you're getting ready to have a baby, something like that. Or on the flip side, you know, they've just, they, like I said, they've been out late. They've had friends over every day or whatever it is. Um, being out of routine really seems to be um, the culprit a lot of times for bad days in our homeschool, for sure. Yeah, totally. I, I completely agree with you. And it's funny because I'm, I've never been a big routine person. But now that my kids are older and we're homeschooling, it's like we have to have a routine. Otherwise, like the school just doesn't happen. I'm just curious, what time of day do you typically homeschool your kids or is it kind of spread out throughout the day? Yeah, so we start in the morning um, anywhere between eight and nine. Um, We kind of have a loose start time Um, and then we will take a break um, in the afternoon and have some quiet time after lunch, just everybody recharge and then come back to the table and are usually done um, around anywhere between two, um, sometimes three o'clock, but that's kind of roughly our schedule. Um, We're getting ready to move into middle school. Um, And so that might change a little. I don't know. It's getting Mm -hmm. more serious. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You're in a kind of a different phase of homeschooling. That's why I ask, because I think most homeschoolers I talk to kind of thrive on that morning time to use towards, you know, school lessons. That's what Stacy and I do. But, you know, like our oldest kids are like, how old is Parker, Stacy? Like eight? Yeah, he's in third grade. Yeah. So we're just not in that phase yet where (laughs) things are really getting serious. So I was just curious to hear from you because you have older kids. It kind of, you know, a lot of homeschooling is dealing with change. So you're also having to deal with just applying more curriculum or more lessons or whatever. So that's a big part of it, too. And I hope I hope that transition goes easily for you because, I mean, 
you know, it's your first, it's your oldest. So it's kind of like always an experiment. <laughs> it, it is such an experiment. And I think, you know, being flexible always is the key to good homeschooling. It's just riding those waves and adjusting, self-correcting when things don't go quite the way you thought. Um, you know, what we typically do is take that morning time to get all of the other kids who are not in middle school done. Um, you know, we really, that's our power hours. Like that is when we get the, the beef of our homeschool done. Mm-hmm. But then after that quiet time is anything else that's like one-on-one with my older boys. So yeah, it's just been kind of figuring out new phase of life. Totally. Well, one thing we really wanted to talk to you about today is your bad day box idea. And you made a YouTube video about this and it's genius. So I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about what a bad day box is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it was funny. One year I was sitting down and doing copious amounts of homeschool planning because that's where I thrive. Like I enjoy planning. I don't always follow through on the plans, but I really enjoy the planning process. <laughs> and um, I was sitting here going, you know, I plan all the time for you know, the perfect schedule and the perfect routine. And I pick out the perfect curriculum. Not that it, like I said, not that we stick to that, but I spent all this time doing this, but I never like, I know the bad days are coming. And I never really had a plan for the bad days beforehand. And I was like, I really should account for those days. And so I decided to put together a bad day box. And really what a bad day box is, um, it can be a basket. It can be a shelf on your bookshelf. It can, it doesn't have to be a box per se, but just the idea of gathering kind of supplies for a rough homeschool day um, that will help you kind of turn it around And um, sometimes our bad days turn into some of our best days because of this box. Yeah, I I love that mindset. It's kind of like plan, what is it? Plan for the worst, hope for the best or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because not that we should be pessimistic and go into every homeschool day thinking, uh, this is not going to be a good day. We should go into it with a positive attitude. But I mean, the fact of the matter is bad days happen. There's no way of getting around it. I mean, we're all humans and it's a lot of humans all in one space trying to focus. So I just like the idea of being prepared for the bad days and then maybe even turning them around. Yeah. And it's funny because while I call it my bad day box, I do not call it my bad day box around my kids. Mm, Um, It is kind of our, you know, box of fun or discovery box, whatever you want to name it. Um, They don't understand why. And this is kind of important that you don't explain why you have this box because children are very smart (laughs) and this is a box of fun. And so if you tell them this is our bad day box, so when we're having a bad day, we're going to pull this out instead of your regular schoolwork, you're going to have some manipulation of the system there. Um, (laughs) Just being honest. Um, And so they just think at random points, mom gets in the mood to say like, hey, let's throw out the school day and let's dive into this box. And so it kind of ends up being a really fun bonding moment and um, totally changes their attitude, which ultimately changes my attitude a lot of times. Totally. So I'm curious to know, can you tell us what is in your bad day box? Yeah. So um, I have multiple things. I kind of rotate them out. I don't have a regular rotation basis. It's just when I feel like we've gone through something and we've used, utilized it and I'll switch it out for something else. We love to use um, Usborne books in there. Um, the list of flat books, a lot of their reference books that are um, just fun to dig into that we don't always make time for. We'll put some of those in there. We have card games in there, uh, maybe educational learning games, audio CDs um, that we can listen to. Um, but honestly, there are three things that I put in there that I think um, have been the most helpful. 
And one is putting in a little bit of chocolate for mom. Um, I just feel like chocolate kind of helps turn that day around a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then also I have um, on my website and I'll give you guys the link so you can link that in your show notes. But um, I have a free printable that has um, encouragement for weary homeschool moms. And it's just a little set of cards that have some Bible verses to be an encouragement to you on those rough days, kind of remind you of why you're doing what you're doing. And then also there's a printable. And I feel like this has been what's honestly been most helpful. There's a printable that has a whole bunch of ideas of things that you can do. So educational YouTube channels you can watch, uh, games you can play on Alexa, 10 podcasts for kids. Um, And then we also have some fill in the blank forms that you can fill out to think about like, what are some mood boosters for you as a mom? Like we a lot of times set the tone for our family. So um, just taking some time to brainstorm and write down on a piece of paper, like, hey, if I'm feeling kind of down, I can go put on some uplifting music or take a shower or maybe phone a friend or brain dump everything that's going on in my head. Having those lists of things is so crucial because in a bad day, nine times out of 10, you are you don't have the mental energy to decide what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you can't filter through all those decisions. So having all that kind of brainstormed and ready to go for you can be hugely helpful in turning your day around. And now it's time for a quick break. So stick around. Are you looking for a fun and easy way to teach economics and government to your kids? Look no further than the Tuttle Twins books. There are a lot of boring books out there on these subjects, but the Tuttle Twins make learning liberty-based concepts super easy and enjoyable. Trust me, my husband doesn't read a lot of books out loud, but he has been dedicating special Tuttle Twin story times every week with the kids, and they have already gotten through two of the books. They like sped through them. They were having so much fun. One that you might personally be interested in is called The Education Vacation, and it really portrays homeschooling in a super positive light, and it's just really nice. Check out the Tuttle Twins combo pack, which includes all 12 books, including each of the PDF activity workbooks for free. You can check out the Tuttle Twins combo pack and more by clicking the link in the show notes. And now back to the show. Okay, you just said so much good stuff that is like, I want to talk about each of these items, but um, a few (laughs) that I'm going to highlight here. So I love... I love the idea of chocolate. I'm actually not a huge chocolate person, but I have um, like become a dark chocolate person, I guess, on occasion. So that's something that's a great idea. Uh, I love the printables that you mentioned. Um, I think words are so powerful. So if you have like Bible verses or any sort of quote, inspirational quote that really affects you, I think that that is just so helpful. And I find that like when I read books, just if I read certain books, like comfort books, it's like, wow, I feel so much better. And then um, I love the um, Usborne books. I, I hope I'm saying that right. Usborne or Usborne. Yeah, I'm not Usborne, quite sure. Yeah. And I think um, one thing that I have found too is if you've ever taken the time, which I highly recommend if you haven't, um, to write down why you're homeschooling, sticking that in the box can be a good idea too. Because on those rough days, sometimes we question and we're like, why are we even doing this? You know, would it be easier to just stick them on a bus and, you know, go? And so I think having it written down to be like, okay, wait, this is why we're doing this. This is what's going on, you know, kind of refocusing. Um, I kind of try before I pull it out for the kids. I take a few moments and I grab my chocolate and I grab my kind of encouragement cards and sometimes my homeschool why, and I just kind of sneak off for like five minutes. And, um, 
just take a fit minute just to kind of refocus, to pray, to be like, all right, we're going to start over. We're going to start fresh and then go into some of these activities. Totally. And one of the things that you also mentioned, I think it qualifies as an is us. I can't say this brand name, Usborn. Is that how you say <laughs> yes. that? I don't yes. know why that doesn't sound right to me. But <laughs> I've never <laughs> said it out loud. I've just read the name. Usborn. Usborn. Um, the one product by them that I really like are the wipe clean um, yes. books. And I know you mentioned those in your video. And I think that's genius because it's actually something that I used to bring out on days where my kids just didn't want to practice their handwriting or do their math. I had a number themed one and then a like a sight words themed one. And so I would just bring those ones out and it like got them writing. And I'm like, oh, OK, I'm fully accomplishing my goal now. And I didn't even really expect to. I love those. And I also I love your idea of those little cards that tell you like 10 YouTube channels or 10 podcasts because you we forget about these things I forget about these things all the time and there are so many good like educational channels or podcasts that you can just turn on and your kids are now learning and it's just a really easy way to mix up the day yeah and with those white clean books um one thing I was going to say is they are now making them for older kids mm. so they have like mm. reading comprehension ones they have grammar ones where it has like different um, grammar mistakes that the child has to spot or they're teaching the punctuation. So like, you can get in like a good amount of quote unquote real school, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and um, by just pulling out something that's just a little bit different and complements what you're already doing. Right. Like Stacy was saying, it's like you you kind of want to give up on these days if they're bad, but there are so many options out there, especially in these times with all the technology we have, uh, to just pull something out and our kids will still be learning. And that's kind of a miracle. Totally. I just think it's all about redeeming that day. Exactly. Yeah. Just go into it with like, you know what? We can turn this around. <laughs> are there any items that you might recommend for people to add to their bad day boxes that maybe you don't have in yours, but other people might have on hand? Yeah. I mean, I think you can definitely, just depending on your personality, for some people, crafts is incredibly calming. Um, to me, it just makes every single like hair on my body stand up. You and um, Stacey and are kindred right spirits. You. Yeah. I do, no, crafts are not on, in my bad day box at all. Yeah. Like that would just make my bad day worse. Um, so I keep crafts out. But a lot of people like grabbing little craft kits. Um, Dollar Tree has great things. You can also do, I mean, I, I don't do um, slime or anything like that. Again, for the same reasons, mess. But, but you could put something like that in your bad day box 100%. And then I also think like gearing it towards the age of your kids. Like a lot of the things I'm sharing are more elementary age. But you can totally include things like Sudoku puzzles for your older kids mm -hmm. or, you know, including Play-Doh for your little ones, um, sticker sheets and stickers, like preschoolers can do that all day long, like pulling off stickers and putting them on a sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of really simple things you can do. And you know, we're just kind of learning and growing, putting in honestly, board games can be hugely helpful. There are so many educational board games out there, or card games that you can throw in there, and they can learn a lot of concepts through simple things like that. And it's a good bonding exercise. Totally. And that's something that Stacy and I talk about a lot, especially Stacy. She plays a lot of games with her kids and things like Uno. It's like that's actually for younger kids. That's pretty educational. Yeah. They're learning, you know, number recognition, color recognition. They're learning how to wait their turn, which is a big thing for some kids. Yeah, it, it, all that stuff is so fun. And I think sometimes in our minds as homeschoolers or just parents in general, we're like, 
oh, but if I pull that out, it's it's going to be way crazier. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel about games sometimes. It's like the same way that you and Stacy feel about crafts. It's like, that's going to make things worse. But honestly, when I do pull out a game, it almost always ends up with everyone smiling and bonding and having a really good time. Well, and I think that's why it's so important to look at your family culture. Like, what is your family, what does your family enjoy doing? You know, and maybe if you've never listened to a podcast before, maybe it's worth whipping out a podcast, but maybe that's not going to hold their attention if they're not used to listening to that. And so maybe you want to go more the route of a YouTube channel or, um, you know, with us, like I said, games, like game board games is a way of life. My husband is a big board game junkie. Um, We have board games, more board games than we have space for. Um, And so like, that's what my kids have grown up on. But again, crafts, they don't know what to do with because they don't get them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So... Now that we've talked about bad day boxes and we've given people a lot of ideas, I kind of want to shift gears here because you're one of the first YouTubers that we've talked to on our podcast and we're YouTubers as well. So that's something we have in common. I would love to hear from you about when you started your YouTube channel, why you started it and how you balance a YouTube channel with homeschooling six kids. <laughs> that is the million dollar question. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started YouTube, I think it's been three years, I believe, since I started my YouTube channel. And it was kind of a crazy thing. It ultimately started by, I had a lot of homeschool moms locally in our area who would say, oh, so-and-so is thinking about homeschooling. They should talk to Katie. Katie can tell them about homeschooling. And people kept referring individual moms to me and they would come and ask me questions. What curriculum should I pick? How should I homeschool? Um, What do you like about this? What do you like about that? And I was answering each of these ladies. I would go out to coffee with each of these ladies. I was doing all these things. And I realized like I I couldn't fit it into my schedule with Mm -hmm. having six Mm -hmm. kids, but I wanted to help them. And so I was like, you know, I'm getting a lot of the same questions. I should just film my response and then put it out there. And then anytime anybody asks that question, I can be like, hey, here's the basics, but totally come to me with your questions. Like I'm down for additional questions, but I'm repeating the same information to all these people. And so I thought multiply my efforts. Um, So I just made a Facebook page. And I just threw those videos up there. And then somehow that evolved into like, well, it would be easier to do a YouTube channel. And so I stuck it on YouTube. And then from there, it just kind of grew and grew and grew. But like my ultimate passion here, it started, it begins and it ends with helping homeschool moms and being able to be an encouragement to them and give them some guidance in weeding through all the resources and um, amazing things out there to find what fits best for their family. I love that. I love your intentions with that because I think some people get into YouTube and they're like, oh, I can't wait to make money and get monetized and like sell my product. But at the end of the day, like you have to be passionate about what you're talking about on there. And I just I love that it started so organically for you. Like you were already a point of contact in your community and now you're just kind of building a bigger community. Yeah. And I've loved that I've gotten to know women from all over the world, like, you know, and talking to different people and getting to hear their stories. And just it's so inspiring and encouraging. They're like now some of my best resources. Like I have people all the time. They're like, oh, you should check out this or that. And some of my favorite things I've found because of people from my YouTube channel. Exactly. And and the thing I like about your YouTube channel is you're very focused and it's just you cut through all the other stuff and you just get to like the information that could really help other homeschoolers. And I mean, we're all busy people. We know we know how it is like we don't want to sit through a whole bunch of information that we don't need for the information we do want. So I just love how clear your YouTube channel is. It could be an extremely useful resource for someone just starting out homeschooling. 
Thank you. I shoot really hard to keep it short and sweet because I do know like for myself, even I'm like, I don't have that long to sit down and listen. Exactly. (laughs) Information. Exactly. That's what that's what Stacy and I talk about all the time. It's like, let's make our videos short and just like to the point because I know I can't sit around watching like the hour long vlogs that I used to watch when I was a teenager. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. just I want to give people information and I definitely feel like you do that. And I just love that. Now, I would love to ask you about what your recommendation of the week is for our listeners. So that was a hard one um, because, you know, I am sort of the resource person. So like (laughs) I have all the ideas. So narrowing it down was difficult. But I think probably one of my favorite resources, whether you are just starting to homeschool, this is your first year, or you've been homeschooling for 20 years, is the book Homeschool Bravely by Jamie Erickson. This book is just like, she just tackles the confidence we can have in homeschooling. And she tackles all of those, like those doubts that we have as homeschool moms and this questions, whether it's like defending our position, you know, with maybe unsupportive relatives or members in your community, whether it's dealing with a child who's maybe kind of a bit of a struggle to teach, um, homeschooling <laughs> with your little ones. I mean, all the things, like literally anything, any doubt, any um, struggle you've run into, like I feel like she really just addresses it well. And I actually have the book and the audiobook, and I re-listen to the audiobook every single summer just to kind of help me like refocus before the new year and like get me pepped up and going. I love that idea. I think it's good to check back in with books every now and then, the ones that really inspire you. And um, you know what's funny is I've never read that book. I've heard of it. I've never read it, but I definitely need to put it on my list because I... I like to have a list of these really good homeschool books. So thank you so much for that recommendation. That's that's excellent. Now, um, can you tell everyone where they can find you on YouTube or on social media? Because I'd love for more people to find your channel and your social media because it's it's so helpful. Yeah. So you can find us on um, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram as Life in Mundane. I also have a website, lifeinthemundane.com which is where you can grab all of these bad day box printables, um, see the video to see like how I kind of package it and put it together and um, get more ideas. And we would love to have you guys join us for that. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. We have had so much fun talking to you. It's so nice talking to another homeschooler. It's so nice talking to another YouTuber. So we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. It's been so fun. Wow, what an awesome interview. Katie was so much fun to talk with, don't you think, Jenny? I definitely agree. It's nice to talk to people that are just kind of living the same life we are and um, (laughs) having those bad homeschool days and talking about how to manage them. I loved basically all of her recommendations. And like I kind of mentioned in that interview, a lot of those items that she had in her bad day box are actually items that I've just pulled out and used randomly before on my bad homeschool days. So I'm not trying to take credit for anything. What I think is genius is keeping them all in one spot. And also never calling that the the bad day box a bad day box in front of your kids. Yes. Oh, that is so true. I loved that when I first heard her video and was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like you don't tell your kids it's a bad day box because you have fun stuff in this bad day box. And if you keep telling them this is only on bad days, guess what they're going to give you every day? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're going to make sure they're using all that fun stuff. And school is fun too. 
Yeah, I actually agree with that, but I don't know if everyone does. And um, Stacy, <laughs> don't you love how she doesn't like crafts either? Don't you feel so validated? Yes. Oh my goodness. I thought I was just this crazy person that didn't like crafts, but I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm more like OCD and everything has to be organized. And when kids do crafts, it is not. I have always taken every opportunity to find people that will do like craft arts and crafts classes at a park. And my kids are there because they can go make a mess on somebody else's lawn or and have somebody else clean it up. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it, it stresses me out and it creates mess. And yeah, so I'm just, I'm glad she's uh she suggested you don't have to do everything. And so if there's something on there that she mentioned, maybe um, doing a YouTube videos with your kids just gets them all riled up or, you know, something. So then don't do not do that, but do something else. You have to really look at your family and what kind of calms you guys and what makes you guys in a better mood and then be able to use those items. Exactly. It's all about just kind of looking at your own family values and seeing what's what works for you guys. And I mean, that's kind of the key to homeschooling in general, just like everything is just so dependent on your family. So you got to just do what works for you. Like if you don't like chocolate, don't put chocolate in your bad day box, put some pretzels in there. I don't know what you eat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess uh, we should start wrapping it up here. Um, Thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed our podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're available pretty much everywhere. It really helps other people find our show. If you have any questions that you want to ask Jenny or I, you can always reach out to us via email at kidslearningforlife at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook by the same name, Kids Learning for Life. Hey, should I say see you next time? Yeah. And with that, it's time to say see you next time. (laughs) Doop-a-doop.